shiny happy people it's Druti Shah and we have a new episode for you in our the resilient entrepreneur podcast series in this shiny happy people special since we started this series back in March this year you have heard the resilience stories of several amazing entrepreneurs and also one venture capitalist this episode brings you a slightly different perspective on the whole entrepreneur or startup ecosystem my guest today is somebody who, through his organization, has been instrumental in helping the startup culture thrive in India. He is Karan Bahadur, the co-founder and head of operations at Draper Startup House India. Some of you may already know about the breakthrough concept that Draper Startup House has ushered in India. In Karan's words, it's a backpacking community in India for startups, which brings in a space of co-living and networking for like-minded individuals, including founders, co-founders, startup entrepreneurs, digital nomads, business travelers, freelancers, way back in 2015-2016. After being acquired by Tim Draper in 2020, today, Draper Startup House exists in 25 countries, growing rapidly across the world and India. Karan himself has been an active participant in the startup ecosystem since 2008, being part of Thai, the Indus Entrepreneurs, Creating a thriving community that fosters the growth and success of startups is something that Karan is really passionate about. And that passion has seen him having actively organized and participated in startup festivals, events, workshops, and conferences to facilitate knowledge sharing and networking among entrepreneurs. He's played a pivotal role in establishing a unique, vibrant community that encourages collaboration, idea exchange, and coexistence among startups in India and now across the globe. With a career spanning over 28 years, Karan brings in a rich work background from across the hospitality, media, and luxury retail industries. Well, let's hear more from the man himself. I'll be back with Karan right after this short break. Stay tuned. Hey, Karan, welcome to the podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you with us today. Likewise, I'm excited and also eager to you know, have this discussion and also share my thoughts. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you are the co-founder of uh, Draper Startup House in India. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about your journey. How did you come into this field? Uh, how did you recognize this need? Where was the white space? I think um, I'll go back, way back in 2008. Uh, one of my friends, Gayatri Sharma, used to work for the Draper Startup House. She used to be part of the Indus Entrepreneurs, and she used to run the chapter there. And I know her from school. So nowhere that I had this entrepreneurial, you know, I would say, I would say chingari in me. It wasn't there. So Gayatri is that I think I would certainly give credit to Gayatri. And uh, my... Co-founder, I would say, the previous uh, tenure that he was part of, I would also 
highly appreciate them to be me at all helping me to get into this full exposure of startups mm. entrepreneurship and of course that uh, the indus entrepreneurs the fraternity over there so i should run the programs and membership at the indus entrepreneurs bangalore chapter okay. 2008 to 2012 mm-hmm. had the privilege of talking to you know fanindra sama from redbus mm-hmm. the amount of exposure the amount of people that i've met had a lot of learning and a lot of unlearning mm-hmm. it was only a thought but i never put my step or i would the journey of entrepreneurship never got connected there and later what happened was uh, the monotony at the indus entrepreneurs was too much you know in terms of the event was too loading but we always felt there must be the other way to do it and the startup festival weekend of you know did this festival in bangalore it was supposed it is supposed to be the india's largest startup festival okay me uh, sashi my other partner and couple of other like minded people felt there's a need of disruption the way conferencing is yeah right that's where this whole uh, what do you say the challenges the experiences the knowledge that i have attained or gained through this journey of me working in different uh, verticals Mm-hmm. to use so i was heading the operation of the festival and doing everything this is a four day festival the festival was making it more cooler vibrant yeah making it more inclusive think about it when you say startup jyoti it is more in our uh, tilting towards tech the startup language yeah think about people like artists designers food entrepreneurs musicians where do these people come and get a platform so we felt we should make it more inclusive that's and fantastic that, yeah and that created uh, quite a bit of noise in bangalore and people kind of loved the whole experience you know mm. used to have this band playing at the on the stage at the same time keynotes you know marking the speakers coming and sharing their knowledge wisdom and experiences then you had food food pranas coming and exhibiting their fusion of food beautiful uh, yeah so you named them we are also had a free market so the whole world uh, aura in that particular festival was cool you know come in your flip flops or t-shirts and shorts but i uh, ultimately learn it from those people who have been there and done that so we you know created this brand called construct yeah construct with kt and th- this is where we built on the brand we built Uh, on the impact that we were trying to create for the startup ecosystem in Bangalore, a lot of young entrepreneurs, wannabe entrepreneurs, people who wanted to put their step into this uh, entrepreneurship world, got a very very interesting perspective, and mm. the way they could connect and network was very easy. Unlike uh, back in those days when we used to these events used to happen only in the hotels, banquets, right. coming in your ties and they are decked up. And there's always that you know uh, hunch of saying, "Hey, how do I go and approach?" Especially think about people who don't have this corporate experience, but they still want to pursue entrepreneurship. They always felt right. thoughtful about being opening up themselves and talking. Yeah, yeah. So this created that easy bond to connect with anybody and everybody because the ambience, the the feel was a festival. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. So we did this for three years, Bruti, and. Uh, Uh, we did uh, interestingly this uh, podcast uh, at that time we had people for, uh, another co-founder for from uh, swiggy harsha who was part of this 
podcast yeah. shashank from tracto mm-hmm. karin panna from folenko in 2015 the idea was to have a radio station when you're driving home in the speed cars of office you know say 8 yeah. to 11 and then in the evening 5 to 8 back home instead of being on the on the road and getting frustrated at least yeah. an entrepreneur would say how do i optimize this one or two or three hours on the right thing than listening to interesting speakers and some knowledge sharing that would happen through radio absolutely it was very experimental we felt it was way ahead of the time yeah mm-hmm. and what happened was my partner sashi was in berlin okay his backpacker space and uh, he met very interesting people in that particular place So mm-hmm. the backpackers community, you know how? Why do people backpack? One is it's pocket friendly. You see people yeah. from the locals' eye perspective. You you bond up with people so easily. Travel with them, make good mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, and the community feel of backpacking is always there. Absolutely, yeah. And if you also know the backpacking community for surfboarders, musicians, yoga, are very strong in Europe and other countries. Yeah, they're very tight. very tight and there are so many facilities created for them um, yes. you know for their either it's a recreation or to practice or to perform whatever it is right there's an entire ecosystem that exists absolutely so we felt there's a strong bond and connect in this community why do you go there one you associate easily one you have this passion you learn it through them you also share your knowledge if i'm a musician and i play i go in a place and i stay with lot of other musicians seasoned musicians senior musicians would be there to you know talk and discuss so that is right. the idea mm-hmm. but what came in our mind was bangalore being the epicenter and the startup you now uh, capital for india i would say in asia uh, there was no community for a uh, place for people to stay and live yeah. yeah yeah so we started this backpacking kind of a concept way back in 2016 which was called the construct startup hostel The idea was, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs come to Bangalore either to build a startup, uh, build their team, attend events, come to meetings. Uh, but ultimately, they come here because Bangalore is is a startup hub, and yeah. uh, they get a lot of talent from here. Mm-hmm. So, first thing that you land in this space is you need an accommodation, and secondly, yes. if there is a <laughs> and do I get my set of people, my community people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I learn from them? Is it a place which is interesting? The idea was good, uh, but I felt we should certainly do a research and survey. We called, we got hold of an agency which did the survey for us, and okay. we spoke to around five hundred plus people, and we just asked, "Hey, we are trying to do this kind of a space, a community place for entrepreneurs to live and work. What do you think, and what do you expect in this place?" So there are three things that came uh, as a priority. One, they said internet. If you have a good, ah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And second was the community of course, and the third was bed. So the bed was still least asked. Yeah. So that means they really believe that the place could give us solid internet or good internet connectivity, and the community. If you are, they are meeting right set of people there, yeah. they would love to explore in this backpack. And of course, it's pocket friendly. Also, the pricing plays a good role, and the rest was still. can be accommodated so we as a proof of concept started this we took up a beautiful small uh, independent house in indranagar okay and 
we launched our first backpacking space in May, tenth, two thousand sixteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And the kind of response we got to the was overwhelming. Uh, BBC did a story. Local news papers carried story. The social media carried story to say, "Hey, this is the first backpacking space for startups and entrepreneurs to live here, work together, get connected. A lot of events happening here." So that actually gave us some boost, and yeah. also to convince ourselves to say, "Hey, what we did seems to be right, but then let's explore for this year and see okay. journey take us." Yeah, so this happened, and the first year we opened one, two thousand sixteen. Second year we were good. We opened second property in Kolmangla, again another slightly bigger property. Yeah, and uh, we were, at the same time we were also looking for funding. Uh, the only challenge we had was because it's a capex heavy business because Absolutely. the little factors are high, operations are high because it's a daily to daily kind of a functionality of a property. It's a hospitality, but then we created a niche for only for entrepreneurs. Correct. Yeah. But we were not successful in raising capital in India. But luckily, somebody in Singapore saw us, and they were trying to start a startup also, yeah, a backpacking space for okay. entrepreneurs. And they noticed us on Instagram, and we have been running this business for two years. Mm-hmm. They wanted to acquire, but that didn't happen for reasons. And still, we had another agreement where we gave away our brand, mm-hmm. and we felt that would have been the best in the interest of. Growing this particular community of people who could live and work together, to uh, uh, say giving away the brand to Tribe Theory. So from Construct Startup Hostel, we changed to Tribe Theory Startup Hostel, empowered by Construct. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, I was not aware of that bit of history. We've, we've spoken about this in the past, but this is interesting. So from Construct, you became Tribe. Tribe Theory Startup Hostel. Yeah. Ah. Okay. And this uh, engagement happened for a year, and with that money that we, you know, gave away some stuff equity, uh, we were looking at a bigger property. So there were a lot of challenges in this particular space. Mm-hmm. So people loved the experience; it was very, you know, close knit. But there were a lot of other challenges of, you know, having your own good space to sit and work was a challenge. Bathrooms and toilets were the issue because these were independent houses. Yeah. But then think about four people sharing this. Uh, everybody used to manage. They kind of compromised to the fact that this place was giving more than that. The kind yeah. of network people have found their co-founders. People have uh, recruited some resources. People, you know, like freelancers who were staying there. Right. Interestingly, some people also found their life partners. Their oh my gosh! Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Singapore happened. Uh, they kind of the brand change, and apparently the Tim's office. Tim Draper's office uh, team was in Singapore, and they saw Tribe Theory. Mm-hmm. They were excited about this whole startup house concept and the event that we were doing. At that time, I think we were around six properties. We were in Bali, we were in Myanmar, we were in Singapore, we were in Thailand, and uh, we were growing gradually. These people were excited about it. They were trying to convince Tim to kind of acquire us. But, okay. Uh, yeah. So. We they they did a good job in convincing, and uh, the the present uh, founder of Draper Startup House International, and who is Vikram, who is right now based out of Singapore, also did a fantastic job of convincing uh, Tim Draper to you know, get this whole uh, brand coming under the you know name of Draper Startup House. So yeah, got acquired in Jan twenty first. 
2020. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The biggest news one could think of having a backpacking space, especially which was an original or OG, I would say, from Bangalore Global. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And it, it, it really gave us a morale boost to say, hey, what we were trying to achieve for the community, enabling community, community was kind of getting realized. Yeah. In between what happened, Ruti, I would certainly want to put this. Uh, we were looking and scouting for a bigger place. Yeah. With, uh, okay. This is before uh, Draper acquired you. Yeah, just before Draper acquired and after Tribe Theory, Theory took over. Okay, okay. Between that, we did get a very interesting proposition. And since a local uh, real estate uh, individual who had an uh, interesting an old house, which he was trying to break that down and convert into a paying guest, came to mm-hmm. us. He loved our concept. He read us through some social media or must be the BBC uh, documentary that they did on us. Uh, he came and proposed this idea of building and su- you know, built to suit kind of a model for us. And, uh, and I, we loved it because it was a built to suit because we could play around with what we required in that. Right. So he broke down that house and built this existing pro- property, which is in Bangalore right now in Korumangla 7th block that was built for us. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've been to that one. Is that the one you're talking about? That is the property that we built. All right. It took a year and the time when uh, Tim acquired us, Tim Draper acquired us and the building launch was just perfect. And apparently Tim Draper also was in Bangalore to meet his portfolio companies. Talk about timing. (laughs) Absolutely. We are blessed, I would say. And blessed and of course, all that we did trying to enable this particular community was happening stage by stage with that persistence, with that perseverance. And what we were trying to achieve was kind of getting realized. Mm. And this was interesting for us. This particular uh, uh, takeover from Tim Draper who acquired us was a big big news. And also for us to even now get international recognition and international exposure, that happened very quickly. So we were five, six properties when Tim Draper acquired us. So Tribe Theory and Construct Startup Hostel got acquired. And uh, right now, as of now, we, as we are talking, we are in 27 countries and we grew very, very rapidly. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So we went on this brand leasing model. In certain countries, we are also doing a franchisee model just okay. to ensure that we touch 1 million entrepreneurs. That's our motto, to reach 1 million entrepreneurs by 2030 in various form. It could be engagement, it could be funding, it could be uh, creating some impact or connected them, connecting them to the right resource. And as of today, we are 27 properties. The recent one was in Sri Lanka, Feb 21, we opened. And the other news is we'll be opening a property in Hyderabad in Dachi Bauli area. It is going to be 110 bed with 150 working seat. And we are beautifully curating this space to give much more than just co-living, co-working, and then the events and activities and funding. We also would go in the direction of you know, creating these cohorts and accelerator spaces. And we have good partners who are already on board, like T-Hub in Hyderabad. They want to kind of use our facilities for the co-living and also do certain interest mm-hmm. events that could be beneficial to the local uh, you know, Hyderabad ecosystem. And in Bangalore, we are really doing good. Uh, mostly our properties occupied most of the time but the idea is that we create a slightly bigger space in Bangalore 
and create more impacts in the city in different you know, localities of Bangalore. Uh, what we have realized is technology is basically getting people away from people. But mm. we are human and social human beings who constantly want to be met, seen, uh, heard, but physical aspect. Yeah? Yeah. But that's exactly why uh, Dripper Startup House as a community place for entrepreneurs will survive and will make it big. And for us, the idea is to have these places across the globe. You know, Dhruti lands in, say, Estonia, you'll have a Dripper Startup House. So the way you connect will become easy for you. Or in any part you land. We are in, we are in Jamaica, we'll be launching soon. Trinidad, Tobago, we are in South America. We are in Melbourne, we are in South Asia. We are in Vietnam, we are in Manila. So you land. What I'm trying to say is these community will play a big role. And we understand that this is a very social element and the social aspects of humans that will draw these young minds to travel in these places, explore, work with uh, decision-making founders, being part of this uh, startup. Yeah. So that's my thinking of how I got uh, this exposure. Of, I would certainly credit the Indus entrepreneurs for giving me the platform, the knowledge, the exposure. Totally agree. I mean, that's, that's the community I've been connected with when I was in California in 2009. And now that I'm in Bangalore, I'm connected with them over here as well. And I cannot imagine the kind of impact that they make and just the sheer number of things that they do via the partnerships that they have directly uh, making an impact, right? Uh, and, and that's the bit uh, that caught my attention when I first connected with you is how you are contributing to the entire ecosystem, right? And you've shown those steps that we talk about of being an entrepreneur, right? You started um, with why, like, why are we doing this, right? You you went with the validity aspect of it where you did your market research. You got your proof of concept. Uh, you, you got the right set of people in place in order to ensure that you're able to build upon the idea. So there's always this momentum that you had and you were constantly looking, constantly maybe inventing ways of, you know, uh, creating these connections and to touch a million entrepreneurs, right, in order to do that. So I think uh, that's one of the things that has always stood out for me is the impact that you're creating. And I think that's phenomenal. So so talking about that, right, when you you so deep into the entire community and you've come across so many different entrepreneurs. Uh, and one of the things that I personally believe is the importance of having resilience uh, when you are in that journey of entrepreneurship, because I, I honestly believe that even when you've become a unicorn, it's still a journey. It's not a destination. There is no end date or an end goal that any entrepreneur would have, right? It, it it's constantly evolving. They, they're constantly pivoting, coming up with new ideas. So in your experience, right, uh, and having worked with, interacted with so many entrepreneurs, what are some of the things that you observed which which makes them resilient in that sense? Um, the generation right now, I would certainly say the millennials and then probably the Gen Z, which I encounter and uh, think about everything that they've got in the platform right now from the technology. Mm the exposure this generation are actually i would say is blessed with everything that they have the only that the only i feel that they don't have is the clarity they're very impulsive and uh, the due diligence factor also seems to be a challenge mm-hmm. because they're carried away with all these you know uh, 
noise that has been created, the amount of yeah. uh, information that we have been uh, you know, consuming through various platforms, the events, um, the social media, uh, the activities, and of course, the big stories that make you know, international headlines in the startup world. Yes. The issue is generation now are very fast in picking up what the trend is because they, they feel it and they also read what's happening amongst the behavior pattern that they're noticing. But that doesn't end there, isn't it? If I find that that is an issue, I'll try to probably probe like how we did a research. I just said, hey, the idea is good, but we certainly need to wait this, do some research, research on it, see the feedback and then work on that. So this particular generation has everything in their platter. The only thing they need to do is to think of the disruptive way of creating convenience to people, uh, creating in certain way that you can actually turn that idea to a business. Yeah, the, the aspect has changed, but I feel young uh, minds should certainly be certainly be resilient and being persistent is another challenge. I notice a lot of startups nowadays don't like to hear the term no. Uh, failure, yeah, and they get really, uh, you know, the amount of mental stress that they take. Yeah, they invest in health. They don't really prove or go to the market and understand what actually is the cause. You know, one success story they try to either either replicate and make it a pivot a slight bit and make it big, but they are they're not looking at the journey in a longer way or in a probably long term. Short term, they're very happy have a status of a co-founder. Be excited about it. Just get some good money or get funded, and then they don't know the value. Ethics is something which I feel is something which they have to get. They don't understand all these things. Human relations, building up the team. I don't think so. They're putting that much of effort, especially the new startup. And I always find this problem. They say, "Hey, I'm not able to sustain my team. I'm not able to focus on certain aspects of our company's growth. Uh, I'm not able to convince." You know, they might be having the best of the knowledge, but when it comes to being carrying the ethos of the organization or certain uh, decorum or certain values in the company, they don't have that. And they should, I certainly feel that there's a lacking over there. And it's like I said, entrepreneurship, and you also clearly mentioned, rightfully mentioned, like you know, the unicorn's journey doesn't end by saying becoming a unicorn. It, the journey never ends. It's next, how do you make it as big and, uh, and reach? to every corner of the world. That's the whole idea of an entrepreneur. You're listening to the Shiny Happy People podcast with Vinay Kumar. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is sponsored by C2COD, your organizational development consulting partner, bringing people and strategy together. Follow us on LinkedIn Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the handle at C2COD and get updates on our upcoming episodes. One of the things that you that really resonated with me and the reason it did was because um, in the book as well and all the research that I've done and the people I've spoken with, these three aspects that you just talked about, which are that sense of community, right? Uh, and I think what you were also hinting at is a sense of discipline, you use the word, uh, right, decorum or something, right? The kind of routine that you need to have that is built in. Uh, it's really important uh, from a resilience point of view. And the third uh, thing which you, were, which you were referring to is also this sense of team, right? How do you 
how do you build up how do you keep growing rather than stalling right how do you keep uh saying that okay now this is the next milestone all right if i have hurdles i'm going to figure out ways to sort it out rather than getting stumped by it right so the growth mindset that we talk about so i think these are the two three things which every book on resilience will tell you right that you need this if you want to become resilient you definitely need to have this uh and i think that's uh that should be our messaging um uh, to the current generation as well that you know focus on this it's it's good to have a a beautiful brilliant business idea um and it's good to have the passion to create a name for yourself but that cannot be the end goal right if you want to uh be there uh in the long run and if you want to continue remaining an entrepreneur then i think these are some of the things that you need to focus on your community uh your mindset and you know uh the routine or the discipline that you talked about uh great any any such stories that stands out for you karan in your experience where somebody has done this and has thrived uh i have many but uh, of course uh, like i said when i was in a tie of course the red bus story itself is a inspiring motivational funny indrasama who is the idea behind red bus and who made it big the humility the honesty the integrity that he had towards what he was trying to achieve just because he couldn't go to another diwali season and when he, he couldn't you know book a ticket no because he was in a distance in bangalore and he couldn't come to right. place to just get a ticket yeah. and it's the diwali and he was so anxious also i was not anxious he was so excited about going and visiting his parents in his hometown and then he just missed it because there's no way that he could book it sitting at his office in an it uh, company that he used to work for but he had to travel way to the city and you know look out for this local tour operators and book it through them that is the only way then so what it did now ruti sitting here and i'm sitting here i could book my flight i could book my hotel i could book my uh, you know the buses that i want to do i can yeah. in means of just a app so that was something disrupted in the whole uh, you know the booking platform that he created for the for india and for in fact globe i would say and that still i every journey that he can the every issues that he was trying to address there was relating to every other common person and anybody yeah. it's not only common i would say any anybody because everybody were traveling everybody had to fly everybody had to look out for the accommodation he felt there was no convenience or i would say a good platform where we could do that at ease mm-hmm. so anyhow that was in the early stage but i think um, in the journey of being part of you uh, know uh construct startup possible type theory startup possible and then you know right now this jack startup possible i have met very interesting things i would not name startups but the stories i would probably certainly love to sure. share yeah? uh there are uh, you know these minds of the young entrepreneurs who come with so much of excitement and passion and knowing that there is an opportunity the way they are addressing it, yeah? that i think clearly the i would say is the mindset they come with is very interesting i think probably it might be difficult for me to think the way they would think at yeah uh, they are coming at solution it even smallest of experience that you were not happy with yeah thinking it as an opportunity for business yeah and then probably probably looking at a very broader aspect to make it uh, accessible for people to experience that particular situation and somebody is trying to give you a solution 
I love that particular way of this mindset, especially the minds that the young minds that they think. And they, there are many, many ideas that come in. You know, smallest of thing that you have an issue, they'll say, "Hey, why can't we think and see if we can, you know, get a a proper, you know, or I'll say solution to it? And is there an opportunity where there's a revenue model for that?" And they come out very fast. For us, it was like waiting. Go back, look at your whiteboard, look at those number, put a wireframe. Uh, is it really viable? Who are our audience? You know, these people are not bothered. But at the same time, but the convenience that they have right now is accessibility of resources. We never have that. Yeah. For them, I think I don't know how they are aligned, but then what they are trying to achieve, what they are trying to do, is very, very astonishing. And that is excites me. You know, that makes me think, hey. We either we were born now, or probably we're not. Probably born we were before, you know, seventies. <laughs> yeah, but this excites me. And uh, what the flip side of that obviously is that the dedication to it. Yeah, like I, said, I have already mentioned this, they come out with every aspect of turning an idea to a business. But the problem only is vetting it and actually knowing of how it is impacting. Correct. Is it? making different to a person through experience uh, the solution actually it might be very short term but they're not looking at long term and that's where my hunch is with these people and of interesting course, and also from the perspective that these uh, ing minds still have a uh, lot to catch up i think every uh, big startup or uh, every big enterprise or any big organization have worked only with the values and the founders ethos of that organization that they want to build without that i don't think so the organization have made it and they run it long term absolutely so you know given again the work that you're doing with the entrepreneurs and the younger generation the current generation of entrepreneurs uh if you had to give them one advice uh what would that be uh i don't know if we can actually you know encapsulate everything in one word is a tough thing for especially entrepreneur there's so many things i would say i know that's why i i love doing that to entrepreneurs just one thing if you can think of one thing that would be it so one is for the founders another one is uh, from the founders perspective you know, hmm. and also to the growth of it so yes being honest being sincere on what you're trying to do is very important because that takes i would say two i would say yeah, honesty and sincerity yeah. aspect, not i can i want i don't want to use big jargons to say This is happening. I'm talking about just basic core, basic stuff. Yeah, and if you can just do that, being sincere and honest in what you're trying to do and what you're trying to impact in your idea for other people, because what you're trying to do is actually impacting somebody else. Yeah, yeah? and that impact actually is going to ripple down to many more. And that again to many more, and this is going to go viral because what you have got from this. is much more than that you can actually say i've got this i've got that from this particular experience or from this particular knowledge what i would say this is i'm i'm making basic simple as simple as that because i don't see that nowadays and it's very yeah. hard to see that first thing they they check is how much revenue am i generating mm-hmm. the impact is uh, the second factor yeah? yeah i think that's always they say it's good yeah you have to see your money coming in what is the roi that you you can generate but what about this part of it if this gets right i think everything will be falling place so true i i cannot agree more be honest be sincere right to yourself to the work that you're doing and to the people around you i think uh, and that would help 
this generation create an ecosystem which is set for success for the next generation, for the generation that comes after them. And I think that sense of responsibility that you're talking about is so, so important. Don't just be so focused on yourself that you forget or you tend to ignore what you're doing to people around you. So I think uh, super important. I think even as human beings, this is something that all of us need to inculcate, not just as entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, let's not forget where we started and keep an eye on where we are going, right? But do all of that with honesty and sincerity. I, I really love that, Karan. Yeah, because I've heard, you know, I've heard enough. I've been part of, like I said, from the Thai days, I've attended so many summits, conferences, Spanish-Yah summits, and all, you know, people talking great. But what I don't hear is this, because this is basic, but nobody does that. Mm. Either you get carried away and not being sincere to it. Yeah? And then you expect miracles to happen. It will not happen. If even when I say even these two other things, the big aspect of when getting people on board as a team or a colleague, if these two are good enough, everything else can be taught. This makes sincere honesty. And if that is the core of what you are as an individual, everything on that particular layer, you can build organization, you can build beautiful ideas, beautiful, you know, what do you say? Uh, uh, business models that can impact the world and pick, pick, uh, probably also impact individuals that way. And with that core, even the organization strong, uh, uh, the values and the strength that they would have is enormous and that yeah. can't quantifiable at all. And I've seen a lot of businesses with this basic core have made beautiful family in those businesses. Yeah, in terms of when I say family, business families. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With that core, they have really built enterprises. And yeah. They stand for long. They've been here for like 30, 40, 50 years. If you go and actually get personal and talk to them, they don't talk big ideas in jargon. They say, this is basic. I mean, if I'm able to do this, everything else will come to me. Or everything Thank else I can get exposed to. I can learn things. But without that, nothing is going to happen. <laughs> so I, I rest my case on saying that this is very important for me. I'm making it very simple to Thank you so much, Karan. Um, be honest, be sincere. I'm going to remember that. And don't expect miracles. That's another thing that stood out for me. So thank you so much for this conversation. It's been truly enlightening, um, especially from a current generation point of view, right? Because we don't get to hear this very often. Spoken to a lot of people who are from a previous generation of entrepreneurs, if I can say that. Um, and uh, the challenges that people are facing today are very unique, but the opportunities are also unique, right? Uh, so thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners are going to take away quite a few uh, interesting aspects from this conversation. So thank you. Thank you, Diti. And uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, so just like Karan said, you know, uh, technicality alone is not going to suffice. Values and ethos are such critical aspects of entrepreneurship. That's an interesting conversation and just, you know, triggered a few thoughts around. But hey, Ramana, what did you think of it? Wow. So I think uh, so far, Druti, in the series, we've had, what, uh, five entrepreneurs and a venture capitalist. And, uh, you know, we've heard uh, the whole series. We've, so far, we've heard a diverse palette of entrepreneurial stories journeys of resilience and today Karan with his story shines light on yet another side to the whole startup story in India. You know the whole ecosystem, the struggles, the networking, all the little stories in between which you know we don't really get to hear about right. 
and the learning of course the coexisting so needless to say karan's passion for this really comes through in this conversation i i really enjoyed listening to him and you know i, I particularly also liked listening to him talking about the whole backpacking community story uh-huh. how he and his co-founder conceived the whole idea behind what we today know as draper startup house india so i think mm-hmm. I, i'm sure listeners also enjoyed that one too yeah oh yeah and if there is mm-hmm. one thing that i want everyone to remember is that let's be cool for the right reason you know and yeah. not just get a kick from being called an entrepreneur we are responsible we need to think about how are we making a larger impact yeah yeah well there you go people another interesting conversation with another interesting person who is making such a huge impact in the world of startups we'll be back again real soon with an interview of an entrepreneur who's making an impact a larger impact and is cool for the right reasons until then this is druti shah signing off stay resilient stay cool